you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. Hey, podcast listeners, it's Randy here. And I wanted to let you guys know about something that I made for you. It's called the Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And it is an ebook that you will download and you'll be able to write in. And it's got all kinds of tips and tools and some of my favorite exercises so that you can get on the road to taking action and really creating a happier household. I wanted to offer this to you because I know a lot of you are looking for resources and really struggling right now. So go ahead and download my free guide. It's called The Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And you go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. Hope you enjoy it. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Okay, I'm making an impromptu podcast right now. I'm on a dog walk, so excuse the chirping birds and construction noises if you hear any of those. But I'm sitting here on my, I mean, I'm not sitting here. I'm walking on my dog walk and I just have one of those epiphanies, which is walking my dog, especially my little half Yorkie, half poodle, otherwise known as a Yorkie poo. Her name's Stella. It is literally a metaphor. Walking her is a metaphor for what I teach in parenting. Um, so Stella, we've been walking. She's, well, we thought she was almost five, but now we just realized that she was, she's actually almost seven. And not because we haven't had her since she was a teeny tiny puppy, but because we literally lost track of time and somewhere there was like years that we didn't count. Um, so anyway, I'm walking Stella and Stella forever has been a puller. Um, I have this kind of, like we walk our dogs all the time, like two or three times a day. And um, mostly because I just like to be outside and I, sometimes I work and I, I have phone calls and with my little ear pods in and sometimes I listen to things and learn things, but I love being outside. So I walk my dogs a lot and we walk the dogs as a family after dinner. Good girl. And Stella has always been a puller. We have this kind of double leash we're very anti-retractable leashes. That's a whole other topic. Um, in fact, my husband's a little judgy about it when he sees somebody using a retractable leash. Um, and it has to do with pack leadership because when your dog's on a retractable leash, they think they're the pack leader and they need to 
feel like you're the pack leader. Um, okay, I guess I did just cover retractable leashes. But anyway, so Stella's always been a puller, and we have this kind of little classic kind of choke collar on her, which is just, um, it's not cruel. It actually reminds their brain of when they're, you know, like it, it, it ties into their instinctual programming, which is when they were out of line, you know, forever and ever and ever, when doggies were out of line, the mama doggy pulls the scruff of their neck to say, hey, come on, get back in line. So that's what the choke collar, when done correctly, represents. Regardless, she still constantly tests boundaries and pulls. She gets, you know, she's on a walk. She wants to smell things. She wants to pee 500 times. Um, she just, she's curious. So just like kids are curious, no matter how much we have trained them, we've put structure in the household, we've established the set of rules, we're going to have to repeat it often. And so for Stella, She's going to continue to be curious, just like a child is. She's going to continue to test the boundaries and the structure and pull and let her curiosity take over and want to explore and, 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 and do all those things. And we, we have to repeat it often. Well, what we were doing, we were making her behavior mean something it doesn't, which I tell parents all the time. They, they make their kid, you make your kid's behavior mean things that they don't. Like a kid acts out or acts disrespectful or is in a bad mood after school. Um, and we quite often take their behavior personally. And you will not talk to me like that. I am the mother. You know, you will have more respect for me. They can't think they're running the show. They're so entitled. You know, all, we make their behavior mean all kinds of things. When the truth is, is they're just exhausted after a, t after a busy day. Who knows? what they navigated in that lunchroom. It could feel like a war zone when you're standing there with your tray and you don't know where to sit. And all of a sudden the table you normally sit at is full and, it, and you feel like nobody saved you a seat and you feel invisible. You know, we don't know. And so they come home to us and they're taxed and exhausted. And we make their behavior mean something different. So we've been doing that with Stella. She pulls and she pulls and she pulls. And instead of it being like, she's curious, she's a dog. We make her behavior mean that she thinks she's the pack leader. So, almost seven years later, I started, right now she's like next to me, the leash is loose, she's trotting, her tongue's hanging out, she is relaxed and she is happy. Because, guess what I've been repeating often? Instead of pulling her and reprimanding her and doing all the things that I don't believe in doing with children, that's what I've been doing to train Stella, because we've been making her behavior mean that she thinks she's the pack leader, when the truth of the matter is, she was just curious. So when I could change my thought and master my mind around that, what I recently started doing, very recently, is saying, she's, she'll be, I, I keep her close to me, because she needs to be structured, so I'm keeping her close to me, I got the leash close to me, I kind of have a tighter grip on it, and she walks in line with me and I say, good girl, good girl. So I reinforce, when I see the behavior from her that I want, I reinforce it with encouragement and positive words. And what do you know? I'm getting more of that. I'm focusing on the behavior I want and I'm getting more of that behavior. She's literally been an angel. 
since I started doing this. And I don't know, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's so interesting to me because I know this stuff. I teach this stuff, but yet I was still going back to that place of accidentally reinforcing the behaviors I didn't want. Stop it. Get over here, you know, and yanking her. And now I don't have to yank her because I just started to reinforce the behaviors that I want through encouragement. It's the exact same way with our kids. So when you have structures in place, when you have established a set of rules, when you repeat it often, those rules, whether it's with a little two-year-old who's got their hands in the dog food and you teach them that the dog food stays in the bowl, the dog food's for looking at with your eyes, the dog food's for the doggy to eat, and we just look with our eyes. We just look with our eyes. And then when they walk over to the dog food and they don't touch it with their hands, you're saying, that's right. And when your teenager, when you see them doing the right thing because you've established this set of rules, maybe it's because they've, they did something kind for a friend. Or maybe it's that you see them studying for their tests or coming straight home and getting their homework done or making their bed in the morning or um, being sweet to their younger sibling um, or being helpful to you. And you repeat it and you're like, look at you. You're amazing. You know exactly what to do. You're so kind and responsible. Like you come home, get your work done. You've had an exhausting day of school and you get it taken care of. And um, look how helpful you are, you know? When you see the behavior that you want and you focus on that and you follow it up with encouragement, encouraging words, guess what? You get more of that. You get more of that. So I just uh, wanted to share with you guys this very obvious aha that I just had. And... Um, and I'm, you know, excited that I finally have a doggy that's not pulling anymore. And she, and I'm speaking her language and I'm actually helping to effectively discipline her. That's the point of all of this, you guys, is discipline means to teach. How do we effectively teach the furry babies and the human babies? How do we effectively teach them? a new skill and reinforce the, the, the skills and the behavior we want, we do it by using positive words. We do it by establishing structures, establishing the set of rules so everyone's on the same page. We know that we're gonna have to repeat it often so we don't have to make their behavior mean anything about us. We don't have to take it personally. When the dog pulls, she doesn't mean she thinks she's the pack leader. It means she's curious and she wants to sniff something. When the kid, you know, speaks in a disrespectful tone or whatever, it doesn't mean that they have no respect for you. It means maybe they just had a crappy day. Maybe they just, you know, are having a moment. And, um, and when we stop taking it personally, well, guess what? Once we show up for them and we, and we use those encouraging words to reinforce the behavior we want, well, then we get to effectively teach them the behavior that we want. And we can have those productive conversations, which is, hey, bud, I noticed yesterday or I noticed lately you 
not in the best mood after school. So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to stop asking you so many questions when you get in the car. I can tell you need a little downtime um, because the way we've been communicating, it hasn't felt real good for me. And I want us to be a team. I want us to speak kindly to each other. I want us to feel like we're on the same team. So we're just going to listen to music, and I'm really going to work on not asking you 500 questions about how was that test or who did you sit with at lunch or anything like that. I'm just going to kind of wait and give you a little space and time and follow your lead, right? And so then you model what it looks like to show up with respect for them. Guess what they learn? To show up with respect for you. So that is what I've got for you today. Hope it was helpful. Hey, podcast listeners, it's Randy here. And I wanted to let you guys know about something that I made for you. It's called the Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And it is an ebook that you will download and you'll be able to write in. And it's got all kinds of tips and tools and some of my favorite exercises so that you can get on the road to taking action and really creating a happier household. I wanted to offer this to you because I know a lot of you are looking for resources and really struggling right now. So go ahead and download my free guide. It's called the Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And you go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. Hope you enjoy it.